Hello, hello, and welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Ziel. I got my man Nick Brettwish here with me, Sticks Picks, and we are going to be recapping the NFL Week 2. We're going to give you some of the updates on the injuries. We're going to give you some updates on the waiver wire. But first, Nick, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. Um, I want to apologize. I started off the live stream yesterday by quoting the great Michael Rossili. I don't know why I said Rossili. Making you sound way more Italian than you are, even yeah. though you are Italian. But no, Brazil, cool. my bad. I know that too. Like I don't ever say your name wrong. But it's it, yesterday I, I, I did. I legitimately laughed because <laughs> I think I was like eating my breakfast, drinking my coffee, you know, setting everything up, making sure it sounded a good, looked good. Um, and yeah, I saw that and I just heard it, just started laughing, thought it was funny. I mean, Jason and I've worked here for for a few months now. He still has no idea how to say my name. Literally mispronounces it every single time we're on Sirius Radio. <laughs> So, you know, appreciate him there. If you guys haven't heard Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, we have the Saturday show, but then we also do a Monday morning show for the Showdown Throwdown, where we talk about the showdown slate for the Monday night game. But we're here to talk more about the week that was, some of the things we had right, some of the things we had wrong, some of the places we smashed, and some of the places that we could have done a little bit better. Um, So let's just start it out. Do you want to, I think we should start with that Thursday night game because there was something that you said last week. You said, I really wanted to play in an entire week DFS game because I want to get as many shares in Nick Chubb that I can and pair him up with Aaron Jones. And I think you were right on both of those. Both had multiple touchdowns. Both had over 100 yards rushing. Both had a couple catches. So let's talk about that Thursday night game a little bit. Obviously, we saw both, and it feels like it was a week ago because it essentially was in football world over a week ago at this point. It feels like it was a year ago. Both those running backs did incredible. Joe Burrow actually looked like a lot of fun. I don't, you know, I don't know if 60 pass attempts is the way to win a game, uh, but hey, they got to do what they got to do. They covered the spread. Uh, I think it was six. Uh, they came within five, which is pretty funny. So talk to me a little bit about that game from what you remember understanding again, yesterday was full packed with football as well. How did you feel about that? And I, I guess where, where were we right on, on that game? No, it was awesome. Uh, we were actually talking about buying Nick Chubb low in season long just mm-hmm. because the emotions of fantasy players are like, oh, Nick Chubb had what he, what he had, like five, yes. six, seven points week one. Like something really low is just a really tough matchup against Baltimore. No one's running against them right now. So I think we said to try to flip Nick Chubb for Dalvin Cook. I still yep. stand by that, but now the price of Nick Chubb just skyrocketed. So, yeah, it was awesome. That zone running scheme went to absolute work. I mean, Kareem Hunt, 8.6 yards a carry for Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb had 22 carries, 5.6 yards a carry average. Absolutely insane. And then tip of the cap to Joe Burrow. He was very high on my draft board towards the end of the like the last week of draft season. And, man, 61 pass attempts and no interceptions. That is absolutely crazy. Zach Taylor, I know he likes to pass a ton. I definitely, you know, he, he does not want to bet or pass 61 times, but – it's kind of just what happened to that game script. We had the over on Joe Burrow's passing yards. He hit that with flying colors, so I like that. And it's good to see Tyler Boyd come back. Um, I, I think maybe the first week was just uh, him having Chris Harris on him, and maybe that's what took it away. And shit, A.J. Green had, what, he had 13 targets, and all we needed was four catches, and he didn't get it. Like that's, yeah. I mean, it's a really good play. The targets were there. He, he dropped two of them, but a lot of the balls that were thrown his way were just uncatchable. Kind of shitty loss there, but we had more money on Joe Burrow's over, so we came out ahead. But yeah, it is a great game to watch. It was fun to see him kind of fight back and keep him in it. But Cleveland's running offense is going to be awesome. And if you have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, 
it's going to be a fun year for you guys. Uh, I'm just going to say that now. Really, the only matchup I scare I'm scared of is Baltimore, and they could beat that anytime too. It just didn't happen week one. Yeah, the, that week one game got way out of hand quick. They fumbled at the goal line. I think I think Nick Chubb had a fumble. Kareem Hunt had a fumble. A fumble. I think Baker had an interception. I mean, obviously, you're not going to beat that team most weeks. Uh, it doesn't help when you get that far behind. And obviously, once you're that far behind, what the hell is a a four yard run going to do for you? But in terms of you know that game. One thing that really stood out to me that I thought was crazy, and you're just looking at the box score here. We're not box score watching, but we definitely got to pay attention. Joe Burrow had 61 pass attempts. They had 24 rushing attempts. I mean, what the hell? They had 85 plays compared to Cleveland's. We have Baker Mayfield with 23 pass attempts, and then the Cleveland Browns had 35 rush attempts. I mean, that is an insane discrepancy. Over 30 more plays, or just about 30 more plays for that Bengals team. I mean, that's just... I don't know. Is that something to pay attention to? Is that a, a Zach Taylor offense? Is that a Sean McVay thing? Like, are they going to most likely have many more plays considering they're going to throw the ball that many more times with the potential for inter- in- incompletions? How do, is that? Is that something that we should maybe just keep our eye on moving forward with this offense? I think it's something to keep an eye on for DFS just because they play so fast paced. I mean, they went to no huddle early in that game. I, I think that's just what Joe Burrow wants to do. It's pretty cool to see a rookie just ready to go like that without a preseason too. He's ready to play no huddle and seems like he prefers it. So yeah, it, it's simple. You know, it's um, similarly to, you know, playing with Kansas city chiefs. I mean, they even seem to be a lot more run heavy this year. I was getting kind of pissed off yesterday about how much they were trying to establish the run. It's like, dude, you have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Healthy Sammy Watkins for a little bit there. You yeah. got Hardman ready to get now. It's Hardman season. We'll talk about that. And Tyreek Hill. Like it just seems like they were force feeding Clyde Edwards Hilaire and playing down to the pace that the Chargers wanted to play at. Obviously, they got out of that game. Sorry that we're talking about Cincinnati still, but it's okay. It's like the old Chiefs that we're used to seeing there, where they just go and go and go and go. Cincinnati's going to be that type of matchup for DFS. I'm going to have them on my board all the time. Whether or not I'm playing Cincinnati, I'm always going to be interested in players in those games. I'm maybe probably on the other side, just because the pace of these games are going to be insane. They scored 65 points, and the total is in the low 40s. So let's go. Yeah, pretty surprising, and I think uh, that that is going to be a theme. I think we're going to pick on that Cincinnati front uh, front seven a little bit this year. Uh, I know, yeah. obviously, Stefanski's run offense, and, and you know you've been splurging over that for the last few months now. But I think uh, I think a lot of people are going to be able to run. We saw the Chargers do it the week prior, so I think that'll be pretty interesting. So that was the Thursday night game. Let's go um, on to these Sunday night games. My computer's moving nice and slow. Let's start with a, a very depressing one, uh, close to my heart. We have the Giants losing. 13 to 17 in uh, Chicago. Obviously, the news out of this game, Saquon Barkley goes down. The Giants almost actually won this game, literal last second goal line stand by the Bears, uh, which is kind of a bad play, but whatever. At least the Giants made it that far. I mean, let's start with that news. Saquon Barkley down for the year, uh, number two overall pick. And I would say, what is what? 90% of, you know, season long teams. Uh, if he's not your keeper, I don't know what you were doing anyway. So, how. Do you want to just like lament with me for a little bit and kind of just yeah, it sucks. No, it sucks. No, I'm saying my my main league. He is my keeper. He's been my keeper since he was a rookie. Um, I got the first overall pick the year that he came in, and I knew all all season long. I know a couple good guys were already being kept, so I knew Saquon Barkley was going to be the future of my main team. the other keeper in that league, we get a value keeper. Like if you draft mm-hmm. somebody in round 14, you just lose a round the next year. So 13, my other keeper was Cortland Sutton, who I had my eye on since college, seeing just how good of an athlete he was. 
So I drafted him really late his rookie season and have been keeping him since. Both my keepers out forever in my main league. Oh, it sucks. But, man, Barkley was doing so well, too, averaging seven a carry to start that game. It was such a good matchup. Oh, it sucked because I had a lot of him in DFS. Luckily, um, our main boy just went absolutely nuts and kept me in the pay lines for everything and made me a decent amount of profit. So that's awesome, but it just sucks. It's bad for the game. Saquon is, you know, the the face of NFL running backs, in my opinion. I'm I'm not a Zeke guy. He's just certainly good, too. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Saquon's just such a good dude, too. You never hear any bad news about him, anything like that. He's just such a hard worker, too. It sucks, man. He's fun it's, to watch. He is, yeah. man. And that's, like, literally the only thing I, I look forward to on Sundays is, you know, I know the Giants are going to lose, but it's at least cool to watch Saquon Barkley break those couple runs. Um, so we'll see, man. Obviously, ACLs aren't what they were 15, 20 years ago, but it's still, I mean, this whole season is probably not going to be 100% next season. That's not quite how it works. He'll play, and then we'll see what happens moving forward. But, man, the Giants drafting a running back number two overall is not looking good as of right now. Obviously, extenuating circumstances. But in terms of the game, um, a lot of people see it included were really, really heavy on the Bears at, or the Giants plus five and a half. Obviously, that came true mostly without Saquon, which was pretty surprising. Mitch Trubisky wasn't quite the same Mitch Trubisky we saw in the fourth quarter of last week. He was pretty damn good in the first half. Did look looked like crap in the second half. Uh, Giants offense is silly. Daniel Jones is going to continue to turn over the ball. It was just a shit show of a game. In terms of DFS, I know we had a little bit of shares of that Bears offense. I think you were afraid of going back to the well, as you said, the second time. But uh, talk to me and, and uh, tell me what you saw a little bit about this game. No, I was very high on Dave Montgomery. I had a ton of him. Love to see him active in the passing game. I know yep. we've been talking about that this summer that we really didn't think Tariq Cohen was going to get nearly as much of a role as he did last year, and that is coming true right now. I love that more. This was a game script, obviously. If they were chasing points, we would have seen more Cohen. And I also have a random Twitter bet with some guy that was trolling me for being down on Tariq Cohen. So uh, I think I got him. Yeah, it's funny. I'll I'll pull up the thread. I mean, shout out Tariq Cohen for getting paid. Like, hell yeah, that's awesome. But like, (laughs) like, Tariq Cohen was terrible last year. Uh, It was like, I think because I had Cohen ranked like RB32. He's like, this guy's easily going to crack the top 30. So we did like a (laughs) order a case. Yeah, I was like, cool. That's a bold stance. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right, man. But but we're going to, I forgot his name. I'll get it on here somewhere. Um, We follow each other now. We we made peace. It wasn't like a uncivil. It was a civil beer bet. I was like, ah, you know, Cohen, I I don't think. There's no such thing. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry for anybody listening to you hyping Treat Cohen in season long PPR or half PPR. I don't care. Don't give a shit about Tariq Cohen. This is David Montgomery's backfield. You saw it here. But what I take away is you could certainly continue to run, pick running backs against New York, and you could certainly pick running backs to run on Chicago because their pass rush is elite. But you could run right at him. We said that on the live stream, and both of that came true. For Barkley, I want nothing to do with handcuffing him, going to the waiver wire to pick up You know, Wayne Gallman, Deion Lewis. Not worth it. I've... I always handcuff my running backs in season-long leagues. I will never handcuff Barkley because it, he is just what he is. It's not this offense. It's not like handcuffing Nick Chubb with Kareem Hunt or handcuffing Dalvin Cook with Alexander Madison or Mike Boone. It's just those are system guys. That whoever they put in is going to produce. Like Look at the yards per carry for the team and then look at the yards per carry for the elite players. If they're mm-hmm. similar, then you know it's probably a good system. Obviously, you need an eye test too. Watching film and all that will show true, but – if you don't have the time, just kind of look at that if you're looking into these guys that you're trying to pick up. 
Um, but for dynasty leagues, I don't really give a lot of dynasty advice. Darnell Mooney for the Bears is going to be a player. That dude is fast as hell. He can get open. I did not think he was going to be a good NFL route runner. He looked really solid. He only had three targets, but it seems like Ted Ginn's role in this offense is gone. Anthony Miller only had three targets, no catches. That kind of was, was scary to see. But Darnell Mooney, if you're in a dynasty league and he's not drafted, grab him and enjoy the show because this dude can fly. He's a really good route runner. He's got really good hands. Um, Allen Robinson, really down game for him. I thought the that was one of my victory or uh, defeat laps I owe you guys, but we got plenty of victory yeah. laps that I will uh, have a drink to. But yeah, Robinson, I don't know what's going on. That He had nine targets. He just didn't seem like he wanted to play. He said one of the receptions or uh, interceptions was his fault. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's probably enough for this game, right? I, I did have a – a solid call on Evan Ingram. I wish he would have gotten the end zone, but he had a really solid game and he's probably their best player on the Giants moving forward until he goes down. Cause that's going to happen eventually yeah, how he's made. But yeah, I want nothing to do with any Giants the rest of the way. I don't trust Daniel Jones enough, but if they're going to pass it 40 times, it may be an okay low price stack someday, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't looked at this week's schedule as well, much. I should have. That's usually what I do tonight at halftime of the Monday night game. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, and sorry everybody for listening, but I'm just sad today. I'm just sad. Yeah. I think most of the NFL world is sad. My brother just texted me this morning. He's like, "Bro, I got a heavy heart this morning," and I was like, "God damn, bro, you're gonna make me cry." But um, it is what it is. That is enough for the Giants Bears game. Let's move on to another NFC East uh, team where we saw the shit show Falcons uh, really show up. Man, that was. That is how Dan Quinn still has his job. I mean, shout out Dan Quinn for being able to keep your job. <laughs> he's got he's 20. got some dirt on the owners or something. Seriously, he's got something. I, it's what's going on there. Falcons are up twenty, completely blow the lead. Uh, they let up thirty unanswered. It looks like potentially. Did I, do I have that right? They they scored zero points in the second half. No, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. they scored ten. Really they scored ten. Yeah. yeah. Uh, either way, just totally, totally terrible on, on the Falcons up by that many. I mean, everyone was pretty much right on this stacking. Hey, let's play a lot of people from both of these games. Matt Ryan, four touchdowns. Dak Prescott had one throwing and vultured a few from Zeke. He had three touchdowns on the ground. I think first quarterback to throw for 450 yards and have three rushing touchdowns in the same game. Todd That's Gurley. Crazy. Where the hell is Todd Gurley, man? 21 carries, 61 yards, looking pretty terrible. Didn't even get a target in the passing game that that is slightly alarming um talk to me about this game i mean we pretty much saw everyone go to town cd lamb six for 106 amari cooper six for 100 gallup two for 58 a little surprising there um and some guy named dan schultz shout dalton. out dan dalton schultz i'm sorry i just saw a yeah, tight end. there we go guess he's going to be on the waiver wires this week um talk to me about this game i mean we we're pretty much right but man this was just ridiculous yeah um i faded zeke but I, well, I've had a, a little bit of him, but in my main lineups, I faded him and just went. I know I was talking about Gallup and then using Hayden Hurst on the other side because this was my huge key is you had to have one guy, one contributor, you know, a solid mm-hmm. player. And you don't, I was never going to go to down to Dalton Schultz and expect a big game out of him, but I wanted either CD, Gallup, Amari, and then Hayden Hurst on the other side or Gurley. I ended up on the live stream saying Hayden Hurst is the better guy. You don't want to rely on an old running back, and that came true because Gurley looks like shit. Uh, yeah. um, it sucks because he was such a good player too, but he's having the knee issues. Uh, I think he had two, two torn ACLs in his day, right? One at Georgia, yeah. then one with the Rams right away. 
and it's bone on bone. So yeah, it's the rushing offense just looks terrible. I want nothing to do with it. I, I don't think you could, you got to find someone on the waiver wire this week and you could probably start. I know we said we could run on Chicago, maybe give Gurley one more week as they play Chicago this week, but I don't know, man, if he's not a pass catcher, he's not the same guy that we're used to rostering. And then, yeah, Matt Ryan and the Falcons, it's just what they're going to do. They're going to bleed points on defense. They're so bad. Stack up against them. It's the Bears, who I always seem to have interest in somehow. Yeah, you do, don't you? But the Bears are probably going to be the chalky stack this week. <laughs> that, no, I don't think I'm interested uh, in that. But Mooney. Mooney could definitely burn Isaiah Oliver. Someone's always going to do it. Uh, Gallup did. I called the Gallup touchdown on Isaiah Oliver, and it was like a 50-yard catch. He didn't go to the house. He, I think he mm-hmm. stepped out of bounds after he caught it. Um, but yeah, that game was an absolute shit show, but as long as you stacked it or had exposure to it in every single lineup, some way, somehow you probably had a really good DFS week. If you were listening to the live stream Sunday, because all the other plays core plays that we had seemed to just go off. So it was awesome. I'm really happy to see that, but yeah, CD lamb, man, he looks like a player. I I like it. He's obviously, we knew he was a stud, but I just Mm -hmm. didn't know what his volume would look like with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup being established players. So one thing I would say to that, I mean, last week we saw him, he gets some targets. I mean, this week, obviously they were playing from behind uh, literally until the very end. And I mean, I don't see Dak Prescott having 47 attempts in that many games to have the ball be able to go that much um, to go to everyone. So I think that's important. Zeke still had his 22 carries, still had a few catches as well, which was a nice uh, ran in for a touchdown, which my season long teams appreciate. And you, have, you called Hayden Hurst, man. You said everybody's going to get angry at him for week one. Didn't really do too much, especially with the Falcons offense doing what they did. Hayden Hurst comes back. We bet the over, of course. I think the line then moved up. We still would have smashed it at that. I think we got it at 36 and a half. It went up to like 40, 40 and a half. Still hit it over. You got it on five. one catch. That 42-yard yeah. catch, first yep. one, boom. Yeah, bang. Uh, nice little touchdown there. Russell Gage, another touchdown. Julio Jones did nothing. Was that really surprising to you, Julio Jones? I mean, four targets with who who's covering Julio Jones that he only gets four targets? I mean, is he hurt? He looks old. I mean, he really, just old. like you just watch the game and Calvin really just looks so much more explosive, and he the dude can get open on anybody. And uh, this week it looks like Calvin Ridley's higher price than Julio Jones already. Mm. So that day has finally come. Mm. I don't know if you buy low on Julio. He's not going to. He's certainly going to have really big games. I mean, he had a really big game week one, so it's not like he's dead yeah. by any means. But he did get hurt on that ball he dropped, that touchdown he dropped. Probably saved my DFS lines because I didn't play any Julio, and I'm sure a ton of people did. Oh, no. What? Oh, okay. My screen just went blank. All right. You can hear oh, me. Oh, my through. God. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Oh, Everybody shit. listening. Right. This is the uh, this is the <laughs> technical difficulties we go through. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think that game was nuts. As you called it, you and Ghost were all over it. You know, you had to get someone on both sides of this game because it was going to be a shootout. And man, I mean, I didn't expect a seventy-nine point shootout, but I'm I'm for it. I'm always for points, man. That's why we play the game, right? Um, so I think from that, any, what the hell any, was Atlanta doing on that onside kick? Can yep. you tell me that? What nope. were they doing? They were just like watching. Eh, let's Literally, see if it goes 10 yards. Either bat the ball out of bounds or have like four dudes surround it and everybody get on top of it. Like, I, I don't oh know God. what anybody was thinking. I mean, it was incredible. Shout out Greg Zerline. That that was so cool to watch. But yeah, that I think that you was could tell he practiced cool. that. Like, they that Dallas oh, yeah. knew they're like, this ball is going to go. It's mm-hmm. going to continue to go. And they were just, that, cool too. Yeah, that was an amazing kick. But Atlanta was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I, we're going to watch it. Yeah, it was bad, man. But oh well, it is what it is. I think it's fun, fun game. Uh, shout out points. It would have been cooler if the Cowboys started zero and two. 
But I mean, they're probably going to win the division anyway, as we will get to the, we already talked about the Giants and we'll get to the other teams later. So let's go to the game where um, we smashed uh, very, very much. So I pretty much had Aaron Jones in just about all of my lineups. We had the over on yards, if I'm not mistaken. We had the two touchdowns at plus 420. So that made the betting day a nice, nice day. And I mean, I kind of wish I had that three touchdown one. I don't even know what that prop was. Oh, it was like 800, eight to one. Yeah, it was like, yeah, pretty sweet. Not, not angry about that bet, though. But I guess whoever whoever turns out to be the uh, the models GPP RB1, the first week it was Josh Jacobs. He wasn't really low owned by any means, but he was the best play on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, for the model, yeah, he had three touchdowns, and Aaron Jones was week two. He had three touchdowns and victory lap to offset that defeat lap. I owe you for Allen Robinson. This podcast last week, I said it was going to be Aaron Jones week. It's not like I picked it up later, I knew it all along. As soon as the public was going to go hard on Rodgers, I am going to the well with Aaron Jones in a matchup. Just run all over Detroit, fellas. Do it, keep picking on them. I love it. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out really well. I mean, as you said, everybody was going to go towards Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I think you even called that. I, I pulled the clip, I think, from the live uh, the live stream that you and Ghost did Saturday, uh, Sunday mornings, 11 o'clock Eastern, 10 Central, for everybody in the central time zone. You said, hey, I'm, I wouldn't even be surprised if Devontae Adams doesn't score 30 points this week, and he was far from 30 points, three receptions, 36 yards. Um, Bracket coverage, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what you said, too. I mean, they don't have the 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 cornerbacks to cover them but if they're going to be all over them there's not much they can do aaron jones led the team in rushing yards obviously with 168 jamal williams still had 63 so it's not like they were uh, stopped a team total of 259 rushing yards but aaron jones also led the way with receptions and receiving yards uh four for 68 and a touchdown so hopefully everybody paid attention and you played some Aaron Jones. We had Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, get that touchdown, which was nice. Four, four catches, 23 yards, and the touchdown. Ghost called Quentin Cephas. He had three targets, caught all three three balls, had 53, uh, 54 yards. Hawkinson, four for 62. But, man, this Lions team looks bad. And as we were saying, how does Dan Quinn still have his job? When does Matt Patricia just lose his job? Because I, I don't see it. It's been the same thing over. And Jim Caldwell had a, like a winning record as the Lions head coach, and they decided he wasn't good enough. So they get Matt uh, Matt Patricia, and he's just he's just bad. The team just sucks. Yeah, I think it's just the the name brand for Matt Patricia, just because he was a Patriot and all those yep. big years that he's going to get a long leash. But yeah, this team, I don't know. I I think they're just going to continue to roll out DeAndre Swift, and he looks solid. Um, not much as a runner, but his pass catching ability is great. So in these games that Detroit's going to be playing catch up. And if he's going to be priced under 5K, absolutely keep playing DeAndre Swift. I'm glad they gave him another chance. I thought, you know, Ghost said on the live stream he was scared to play him just because the drop touchdown to win the game against the Bears. And, man, the Bears fans got to be – check their blood pressure because they just go down the last play at all game or every game this season so far. But, yeah, uh, Detroit's disgusting. I want nothing to do with them. I'm glad I didn't buy in on all the Stafford hype going into season long. I would rather wait for Joe Burrow or Cam Newton, I think we were talking about earlier, and that's coming true, so that's great. But, yeah, uh, run on Detroit. That's my takeaways. And, hell, yeah, Aaron Jones. Thank you, buddy. That was just – that was amazing. Made a lot of money. We appreciate the hell out of you, Aaron Jones. One thing, uh, Devontae Adams did have a hamstring injury. He left the game early, if I'm not mistaken. I uh, got the notification today. It doesn't seem to be serious, but how are you looking at that 
wide receiving core. We have Lazard, we have MVS, who has actually looked pretty damn good this year. I mean, how how are you looking at this receiving core in case something bad like Devontae Adams going down actually happens? Well, I mean, he's down, so I don't know if he's going to play Sunday. They got a really tough matchup. I think they go to New Orleans for Sunday Night Football. Ooh, or I'm not sure if they're home or away. Either way, I think that is a Sunday night football game coming up. So I, I don't know. I don't think I wouldn't. It's such a tough question. I think Lazard would probably be a bump up in PPR leagues because he's just a safe guy. And Devontae Adams really doesn't go deep anyway. So that's probably the role he'll take on. Scantling is more the burner that we see. You know, the dude's air yards last week had to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It sucks because I got a lot of Rodgers in season long. I don't know. Yeah, I that's a really tough one. I think you just they got to ride Aaron Jones contract year. They haven't extended him, so they don't really have a whole lot to lose. Just ride that dude. He's their best player right now. With the if Devontae misses this game, yeah, yeah. But it's literally Aaron Jones season now. Um, like for the whole season, it sounds like. So I'm excited about that. Unfortunately, didn't grab him in any leagues, but uh, keep playing him. I don't have yeah. a problem with that. I'll uh, I'll keep that train rolling. So again, I don't know if next week. week's a week against New Orleans, and but we'll see. Well, let's see what the model says. And I was gonna say, I'll 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 let the model tell me. So far, so damn good. Um, let's look at this. Oh, my goodness, Minshew magic Jaguars. Dude, you were right. Do you take I a victory lap on him? Take a Thank victory lap. I mean, I just love the guy. I think he's I just so charismatic, him. so much fun. I want him to be good, and so far, so good, man. He is fantastic. I love watching him play. Obviously, he was great last week against the Colts. What is the saying, Nick? We all know it. Good teams win. Great teams cover. The Jags have covered both their first two games. One with an outright win. One, it was a 10-point spread, got bet all the way down to 7.5, still cover the 7.5, which I love too. That pretty much just tells you, uh, you know, sometimes Vegas isn't completely right. But, man, this Jaguars team, scrappy. They're interesting. Um, I don't think they're going to end the season like this. I don't think they're going 8-8 eight and eight or anything. But they got the Dolphins. They have the Bengals coming up. 3-1 and one is pretty legit. I think that's definitely an opportunity. And Minshew had some numbers this week, 339 three TDs again, did have a couple picks. Uh, James Robinson, dude, I'll give you a victory lap on him only because yeah. I asked you, baby, let's go. That's right. Redbird. Great, man. Um, I think if you just, if you go to ISU and you got NFL potential, you're going to Jacksonville because James O'Shaughnessy also from ISU. I had oh, some classes. Yeah. With him. Um, I think, <laughs> classes of, with him? That's yeah, awesome. I think one of the, uh, the girls on my floor used to bang him actually. So you got that going for you. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, Good, uh, good story. Congrats on the sex, James. Uh, <laughs> O'Shaughnessy, not Robinson. I don't have any stories oh. about him. He's a lot younger than me. Yeah. Um, but LaVisca Chanel, man, I love this dude. He looks like a player. I love that they're giving him carries. He was in my main lineup on that 555 single entry. I got seventh because um, who did I have? I had Zach Moss in that lineup too, and that was a bummer. But Aaron Jones, yeah. took the promise land, Mahomes, Kelsey, they did their thing. That sucked, but um, DJ Chark, we had the over on him on the yardage. He got that. Uh, but I'm just very interested to see Chanel. I know James Rob. I think James Robinson, you just automatically plug and play now. He's He's got to be started in season long. If he's cheap in DFS, you probably got to keep rolling him out there. I haven't played him yet, but he's certainly passing the eye test, and this offense looks like they can accumulate yards on the ground, and I did not expect that out of this offensive line at all. Uh, Derrick Henry, though, man. The biggest lock of the week for everybody. Mm-hmm. He was 70% owned in that 555 GPP. Let's go. So it's all the sharp players out there. They're just like, well, he's a smash bot. You can't really fade him. And if you do fade him, you just got to get different elsewhere like I did with Jones. 
Um, but wow, hey, 25 carries. He didn't even get 100 yards. You said it, um, I think, on our Saturday podcast to go through the slate. He had a 118-yard rushing prop. That was, We mm-hmm. said it was high, but I definitely did not have the balls to bet the under. I thought he'd go way over. But yeah, I also bet the over because it's just such a high line. But that, that sucked. I thought he would have gone nuts. You could really run on Jacksonville. Indy did it until everybody got hurt, and then the game script just kind of flipped. But I'm not going to back away from running on Jacksonville. I still don't believe in this team. There's no way they actually want to win games because then they just don't get Trevor Lawrence. But maybe Minshew's the future for them. Maybe they don't need Trevor Lawrence, damn it. That's right. Um, um, uh, yeah, if I told you, uh, you know, let's go back in time just to the week before the NFL started, Leonard Fournette is still in the Jaguars. If I told you week two, Derrick Henry is going to be outrushed by a, an undrafted free agent from your alma mater. What would you put that line at? Just oh, out of curiosity. Man. Infinity. Plus, like, I would just yeah, get like 19,000, right? <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's a cool story. I mean, uh, you know, I, I was lucky enough to pick him up in a couple leagues, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, I think it is awesome. 16 carries, too. It's not like he did it on 35 carries or anything. 16 carries for 100 yards. You're not messing around. He got the touchdown as well. Doesn't look like he's going to do too much in the passing game, especially with Chris Thompson there. Uh, I know you said you're not a huge fan of Keelan Cole. Dude came through 6 for 58 in the tutty, so we're always happy there. Tyler Eifert, the ghost, the corpse, whatever we want to say of Tyler Eifert. I think he's caught a touchdown two games in a row now, which is absolutely just mind-boggling. Um, but, man, let's talk about Ryan Tannehill for a second. Is Ryan Tannehill good? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question uh, mark. He's safe. He's a game manager. Absolutely. I mean, four touchdowns, dude. Yeah, but the run was just not there. And Johnny was such a freak. He's a matchup nightmare for anybody. Yeah. So him in the red zone, really good value there. If you played him in DFS, season long, certainly viable all the time. Um, I worry about the volume because five targets, six targets mm-hmm. is probably the ceiling. But the touchdowns are there for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Tannehill's fine. I this offense doesn't ask him to do too much, so yeah, he fits that role really well. He doesn't throw picks, so yeah, I I like him. I don't think I'll ever play him in DFS. This was the week to probably do it, but if you take away the touchdowns, he he has a terrible game DFS related wise. But yeah, 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 yeah. Not not too many yards. I mean, he only threw the ball twenty four times, but only six incompletions. Not too bad. Um, but yeah, it's just surprising. I I don't think anyone saw if if anyone if you told me this game. How, how I thought this game was going to go, and you gave me five different opportunities. I would have never picked a 30 to 33, pretty much a shootout um, in a AFC South game. I would have probably picked zero to three to have a better opportunity there. So that was a fun little game to look at over there. Where the hell is the Titans defense, though? What the hell's going on? I know Adore Jackson's out. I don't really think Adore's that good. He's he's certainly good against like quick wide receivers, but the big guys, he has a trouble keeping up with, you know, the tall, quick guys like the Court and Suttons, Mike Evans. Matchup nightmare for Adore Jackson, but man, I thought Tennessee's defense was going to be really solid this year, especially in this game. They were priced super high. Some people probably used them in cash, and that killed them. But yeah, I don't know, man. Tennessee's defense is is scaring me, but they're winning games. So there you go. They're winning games. Plus, and Denver almost beat them too. Denver shouldn't yeah. beat Denver. Well, I mean, they also uh, Gostowski probably shouldn't have missed four kicks or whatever it was. So I, that game would have been a little more out of hand. But I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, it, divisional game for this one. I don't know what the hell about that first one. That's just a weird game. Um, we'll get to the Broncos in a little bit because they unfortunately I don't think there are any major injuries in this game, thankfully. Um, so I think we're, we're good there. Let's move on to the Vikings and the Colts. Kirk Cousins is bad. Kirk Cousins is really bad. 11 of 26 for three. <laughs> picks uh sacked three times i don't believe in qbr but it's really funny when you see a 9.3 i mean that is terrible 
I feel like Thielen got three catches on their first drive and then didn't catch a ball the rest of the game. I mean, they look terrible. We did have the over on Justin Jefferson's yards. I think they had it at, what, like 18 for us, so we appreciate them uh, letting us take that with very, very easily. That's always nice, but are you worried about this Vikings team? Because we know their defense is bad, but if Gardner Minshew can score 27 points or 28 points against the Colts last week, I'm surprised the Vikings can only muster up 11, like at least two touchdowns, right? Like this is weird. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of the Colts defense just because they were so cheap. Too. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I don't know what the hell happened. I, they should have been able to pass the ball all over Indy on that secondary. And Adam Thielen, the only time I say he's in play, cause I hate that dude. He, shits the bed so that's interesting um but it was good to see delvin cook get the bulk of the carries i know we were kind of worried about madison's role there and and kind of going a 60 40 split looks like they went all cook this week so that's good he didn't do much got the end zone though so saves your fantasy day there if you had him uh it sucks for Paris campbell though that, yeah. that sucks. he was looks like such a promising player too and philip rivers was definitely the quarterback for him to shine so that's really all I have on this game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, though, dude, he can mm-hmm. make people miss, and that is impressive. It, Naeem Hines didn't have one carry. How about that? Mm-hmm. So it looks Thank like you. in games that the Colts are expected to win, I think they were a three-point favorite here. Um, anytime the Colts are going to be a big favorite, just ride Jonathan Taylor because Naeem Hines is only going to play if they need to play catch-up because it looks like Jordan Wilkins is going to be their next runner. Yep. They do not want Naeem Hines to run the football. So. Doesn't look like Taylor. Great time to have him. I got him in a couple leagues. Very grateful for that. I I do have to say though, I'm pretty sure it was you talking about Mo Cox. Um, I don't remember (laughs) when you were talking about him, but goddamn, you were right. It was the last stream. Okay, I didn't remember it on the Saturday show, but yes, uh, you you brought up Mo Cox. I don't know how much you played of him, but he is a tight end. And what does Philip River loves more than just those big bodied mother efforts like Mo Cox with a name like Mo Cox too? I mean, dude went off five for 111 yards no touchdown but you're still not going to be angry about that game so no, he's three DraftKings. yeah we did we did talk about him i didn't have a ton of them i think i just did him in like mme i had him a little bit higher than the field just because it was 3k and it's a it was a good pivot off of chris herndon shock mm-hmm. um i did also play some jordan reed but that was just because he was a free square at 2600 you'll never see that again but yeah good for him man phil rivers in the tight ends it's a thing I would have loved it to be Jack Doyle because I have a lot of him in season long, but it wasn't. Yeah, Yeah, he's hurt, so we'll see what happens. Maybe maybe he gets usurped there. Uh, Let's move on. This was a weird and wacky game. We had the Bills 31, the Dolphins 28. Josh Allen, first 300 career passing yard game last week. Josh Allen, first 400 career yard passing game this week. LFG, baby. I mean, considering... Now, maybe I didn't really get to watch too much of this. My parents, um, yes, I'm 28, and I still you know, take things from my parents, but they got rid of red zone this year. So now I don't have red zone, unfortunately. Uh, so I didn't really get to watch any of this game. Then they had the lightning issues and the delays and everything, so it was all weird and wacky there. Um, my God, 417 yards for Josh Allen. He then carried the ball only a couple times. Thankfully, it wasn't as many as last week. Dude threw four touchdowns. I mean... Stephon Diggs, baby, eight for 153. John Brown, you said you don't think Stephon Diggs and John Brown will ever have a good game again in the same game. I'm going to have to call bullshit there, man. Four yeah. for I mean, that's incredible, but it's not you. Who the hell saw Josh Allen throwing his first 300 career passing yard game and then next week going out and topping that by going over 400? I get 
is next week 500 is he a lock but in next week you have to talk to me man what are we doing he's trending in that way man i don't i don't know would have never guessed this team would pass so much um he must have worked on his game a lot in the offseason because his he does not look that inaccurate he still had some bad throws but man yeah. he went off he was our second favorite stack i know i think it was Ghost's first favorite stack so anybody that played him or listened to the live stream you went off I had a ton of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I had no John Brown because I went with Diggs. And then the lineups, I didn't have these two. I went to Zach Moss because I thought you could just destroy Miami on the ground running. They did average 4.8 yards of carry. Nothing crazy there, but Zach Moss just didn't get in the box for me. I uh, guaranteed a touchdown for him. didn't happen. So my victory lap on Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Also, shout out to Ghost because that was him as well. I do got to take a defeat lap on Zach Moss, but... And every lineup I had Zach Moss and I did cash, so it didn't kill me at all because Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Because Aaron Jones. And we said that in unison because we knew. Because we knew. Um, yeah, I think th- this was awesome. Uh absolutely fantastic. So shout out to the Bills there. Um, your goat came through, man. Uh is this considered Dude, a breakout game? One for one thirty and a touchdown, the Gasek goat, I think we're gonna roll with moving forward. Or the Gasek God. I don't know which one we want to trademark first. Maybe we'll make some t shirts for everybody, but he went off. Devontae Parker got a touchdown. Preston Williams really hasn't shown too much, but five targets, which is pretty nice. So we're happy about that. Um, they've, the, the Dolphins were down a lot, so I don't know if we can really pay attention to the running game too much. Jordan Howard, another incredible line, five carries, four yards, and a touchdown. Dude, it's, uh, he has more carries than yards and two touchdowns on the season, which is it's uh, it's pretty incredible. But, I mean, how do you feel about this Dolphin side, especially um, the Mike Gasek God? Hell Yeah. Just just sicko. He's a sicko, man. He's too Ooh, good. Like the catches he makes. I like yeah. That was he was the other on the live stream. I said it on the other side, bring back Jaseki. He was 0.8% owned in every tournament I had him in, or, or less than that. Dude, I think was tight end two behind Higby, or maybe he had more on DraftKings because the catches, but dude, that was awesome. He makes some incredible catches. He is a skilled player. Get used to it because Miami's going to be chasing points. Said it all summer long. Any write-up I did about Jaseki, any radio show about the Shek, Jaseki, it's because they're going to be chasing points. I did like Breida a little bit coming into this season. Thought he'd get a higher role in more passing work. It's not really there for him, but Miles Gaskin looks like a really solid player. So you could certainly use him in season long, but I don't. It's more for the pass catching because the running game is just shit in Miami. I don't really want to. They gave three guys carries. That's yeah. not something you really want to be a part of so three guys multiple carries let's put it that way it's not like in a game where they were losing so yeah yeah it's one thing if it's a game they're winning like we were saying with the colts uh it's it's alarming if it's a game that they suck um one thing that was really interesting you know again josh allen threw for all these yards that's point one point two I, i thought the whole point of miami was was revamping their defense a little bit they have byron jones on one side they have xavian howard who are two supposed to be two of i don't know top 10 cornerbacks in the nfl they brought in kyle van noy they did all this stuff did you think josh allen would be able to throw i mean we saw cam newton pretty much refuse to throw the ball last week and we were all just like oh it's because me we all i was like oh it's all because you know they have two really good cornerbacks what the frig happened here uh I don't know. I don't really have a take there. Worth a shot. All right, cool. Yeah. On, then. No, yeah, I'm just game. every week. Josh Allen's going to start becoming chalk in DFS. So, so we took advantage of it early with the 5% ownership or whatever it was yesterday. So that's awesome. But keep an eye on him because the dude could just blow up at any time. And we still haven't even seen the rushing, the huge rushing game from him yet where he throws for 250 and two touchdowns or run mm-hmm. for a buck 10 and one. That's even better than the game he just had probably. 
That's a fun game. We always like that. Moving on to the uh, other New York team looking. I honestly think the Jets are probably the worst team in the league after watching a couple of their games. They lose 31-13 to to the 49ers. Uh, 49ers cover very easily. The Jets didn't even pretty much attempt to be good in this game. San Darnold, 21-32 of for 179 and a touchdown. Frank Gore got 21 carries for 63 yards. Uh, The Jets are terrible. Uh, unfortunately, this game kind of had some of those injury bugs. We have obviously Jimmy Garoppolo going down. I think he has a knee sprain. Uh, so he's going to be out for a few weeks. It looks like he might play, but we'll actually see if he does this upcoming week. It's against the Giants who are bad. And Nick Mullins went 8 of 11 for 71 yards, which is pretty funny. Mostert is hurt. He looks like he's going to be out for a couple weeks as well. I just got a notification. Tevin Coleman looks like he's going to be out for a couple weeks as well. So they're dropping like flies. And then we can move to the defensive side of the ball where they already lost Richard Sherman. Yeah. Lose Nick Bosa, they lose Solomon Thomas, and I think was legitimately the same series. Like it was like within two plays of each other. They both go down, need to take the card out. Looks like both of them tore their ACLs, unfortunately. Uh, so pretty, I and mean, we haven't even gotten to all the injuries yet. There's so many more, unfortunately. Um, with that, Jarek McKinnon, though, three for 77 and a touchdown. That's pretty freaking awesome. Good for him coming back from we all know those uh, crazy games. But Jordan Reed, two touchdowns. That was kind of cool to see, as you said, you know, that free square kind of coming back from the dead. So shout out to him. How do you look at, I mean, the Jets suck and sounds like we're going to pick on them a bunch this year moving forward. But on the 49er side, how do you look at all of these injuries and kind of like assess what we even have, right? Like we, we have a new quarterback now. You're going to have your third running back who's now Jarek McKinnon. And I know he was a sneaky sleeper in all of your leagues, as you said. Um, So like, how do you look at this team moving forward and knowing that their defense isn't going to be nearly as good if you have three of their top, I don't know, let's call it four starters on defense, not even going to be there. Okay, Solomon Thomas isn't that good. I overreached there, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that sucks for Bosa, man. He's such a special player. Um, Mostert, too. I mean, he was having such a nice start to his season, and dude wanted to get paid, too, so Mm -hmm. that hurts. But, yeah, I don't know. San Francisco's D is definitely – I know people probably drafted them first overall for defense and season-long odds, so that's certainly not the team that you drafted. They're dropping like flies. You could definitely run on them as well. You could pass on them. Uh, Sam Darnold and the Jets are not a good example of that, but Kyler Murray is the week one, and this team got worse, or San Fran got worse now with the injuries than they are than they were in week one. But it's still a really good system. I, I think this team and coaching staff will figure it out, plug and play some other guys. But for season long on the waiver wire, I know everybody's going to go nuts for McKinnon. I think if you don't have I wouldn't use a waiver number one on him or a lot of fab budget on him. I'd, I'd put a couple bucks on him in fab, maybe 10, 15%, but the field's probably going to put like 20, 25. I think you just let him pass and grab Jeff Wilson. I think Jeff Wilson is going to be the biggest benefactor of this because they're not going to give Jarek McKinnon more than 10 carries a game. He's more of a pass catching back. But, I mean, he was super effective against the Jets, three carries, 77 yards, but that's exactly it, three carries. They went to Tevin mm-hmm. Coleman for the bulk of the work, and now that he's hurt, it's going to be Jeff Wilson. This guy is a talented runner. He's just always been in the bottom of the pecking order. But when he has played last year, he dude goes off, and it's just this running system. It's similar to, like, what we said. It's outside zone, so they're going to go off. They have the offensive line to block, so – yeah, I like Jeff Wilson a lot for uh, fantasy, and you could probably just wait and let the waivers pass and get him for free. I like that. I might have to do that. Um, and last point, I uh, do. Saquon's gone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I need. Uh, man, that's so sad. Um, Chris Herndon, chalk. How many weeks in a row are we going to say that before <laughs> everybody's like, "Wait a second, this guy isn't that good at football"? 
No, it's pass. Don't even talk. He doesn't deserve to be mentioned on this show. All right, deal. I don't think do any Jets need deserve to be mentioned. No, I mean, I just I read Sam Darnold's stat line because I, you know, it's I think Sam Darnold's like bad now. Unfortunately, he was you know was suck for Sam. Like let's you know come on, this is going to be great. The Jets trade up for him. I don't know, man. Either Adam Gase is just that horrendous of a coach, which is a possibility, um, or Sam Darnold really just isn't that good. Uh, unfortunately, um, he doesn't like have that. good much of a cast working with him, though. Let's give him that. Yes, that is true, but it's still pretty bad, man. I mean, at least he doesn't fumble the ball every other play like Daniel Jones does. So I guess there's that. But yeah, it's it's still alarming. Um, Rashad guess, Perryman was 22% owned. I know Sia played him, uh, but mm-hmm. that was the biggest donkey move of the week for anybody. Sia still crushed yeah. it. So shout out Sia. Yeah, Sia but, made a thousand dollars. How the hell did that many people play Rashad? Perryman, that is awesome. Thank you. Like that's how I I won this week is because the field did so much dumb shit. Twenty two percent Perryman, Herndon was like twenty five. Like okay, the fifty percent of the field's gonna be on secondary Jets pass catcher. Exactly. Yes. Uh, that what a great <laughs> sentence. You too. Secondary <laughs> Jets pass catchers. As we've seen, the Jets are not a team that's gonna throw the ball really uh, ever. Oh, uh, but definitely funny. Um. So we'll see next week. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, how expensive or inexpensive or or what the ownership is on Herndon because I think that's gonna hey. be a running joke. Also, for the record, Jimmy Garoppolo is one of my favorite GPP quarterbacks. The dude was smashing and got pulled at halftime. So, yes, yeah, we lost that bet. We lost the over under on that one, and that one was gonna. I think it was two ten, oh, right? It was yeah, stupid. he was pacing like crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was two ten, and what did he end up with? I just exited out, but he had like two hundred one thirty one. 131 all right yeah whatever it was it was like it was a joke we were gonna crush that so that would have been another bet but unfortunately injuries man the way the game um let's move on to another game that really just just warms my heart up the eagles favored by one and a half points get throttled at home by the rams 37 to 19 it was bad and i loved every second of it for some reason everybody was like uh okay you you work in the industry a little bit deeper than i do how does that line get made? How does one and a half to the Eagles get made in this situation after we saw how bad the Eagles looked, how good the Rams looked? Because you could get it. It moved around too. Like it moved a little bit. You can get it at Pickham. You can get it at Rams minus one. It went down to Eagles minus one and a half by game time. How does that line happen? And then this game shows that that line was just a complete joke and everyone was wrong. Yeah, probably just Vegas isn't ready for it yet. They're, I mean, they made a ton of their money last week with the Colts losing. So they, they have room for error. But I don't know. I would. I did take the Rams. I also took the under earlier in the week when it was at 48 because I didn't think Philly would be able to score much, and they didn't. But I did not see the Rams going off yeah. like this. But, man, is Carson Wentz bad? Yes. I've been trying to figure that out for some time. and he's Oh, I retweeted something today. Someone uh, put uh, – it was an awesome, awesome uh, – it was like an article. It was like, when do the Eagles consider taking whoever that kid from North Dakota State um, to replace their old North Dakota State quarterback, Carson Wentz. And I was just like, this is incredible. Give me all of this. And I just want all the Eagles fans to see it because, goddamn, I love every second of it, Nick. I love every second of it. Well, I'm glad you're happy. So yeah, that's on the bright side in Philly, Miles Sanders is back, looks 100% healthy, looks as good as advertised. On the other side, um, do, 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 do. this is my number one waiver wire pickup. I hope you can delay posting the show so none of my friends listen. But uh, sorry, bud. Darrell Henderson. Yeah, 
We literally said last week to drop him from all of your. Uh, that was literally you're like, well, we don't know. Like broke his ribs or some shit. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah, yeah. And Henderson, I just didn't think Henderson was number three on the pecking order for sure. And then when Cam Akers got hurt, they just let him go. And I know so many like Daryl Henderson was like a third round pick in fantasy drafts last year, like July when people do them early. And maybe this is the guy that we were all expecting back then. I don't think I ever bought into the hype, but it was when like Todd Gurley was potentially mm-hmm. injured or whatever, whatever. Yeah, was going yeah, yeah. Like his knee rumors were coming out. It's like Todd Gurley can't play. And Henderson was just skyrocketing. But this offense, the scheme, they could do it. They run so much play action. They open up lanes for running room. And Daryl Henderson, or Darrell, he looked awesome, man. So there you go. 6.8 yards of carry against a pretty respectable run defense in Philly. It's not like this was a they were playing the Carolina Panthers and Daryl Henderson just went nuts. And this is like ill-advised fab budget or waiver wire chasing points of last week. I think Henderson is going to be very viable because they do not want to use Malcolm Brown as their RB1. Uh, everybody that is listening that dropped Daryl Henderson last week, please send us like a video message or, or something. <laughs> just mother effing Nick man. to tell him to, 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 so, so that way everybody knows that now he asks you to use your number one waiver wire pickup on, uh, on Mr. Henderson. I, I love everybody, it. Hey, down. everybody went down like now think running back. We've been saying it's, stockpile them in your draft so hopefully you not all all the guys that you got are the ones that got injured last week but uh yeah henderson definitely i think far and away the number one waiver wire pickup this week and don't even let's well we'll get to mike davis in a little bit yeah. but yeah, don't do that Throw um, Henderson. i Go. have saquon barkley paris campbell and cam Akers all on one team so I, I somehow won i still won that week going against lamar jackson who didn't really like blow up or anything but it was hilarious uh so i'm grateful for that uh so yeah uh weird game shout out to sean mcveigh we know it's not jared goff at this point we've seen him play too much but 20 to 27 267 three touchdowns we're not angry about it cooper cup i think as you said last week this was going to be his right you said this was going to be his week yeah. i don't think anybody called tyler higby catching three touchdowns i mean that that really yeah. ever happened so Jared Goff loved going to him at the end of last season. Hopefully you have him on some of your teams. I know I do, thankfully. Um, Super cheap, yeah. too. Yep. And Van Jefferson coming up uh, over over Bobby Woods. As we said, Bob Woods was fantastic last week. Still got a couple carries. He got a touchdown on some of those carries, so we know he's going to be used in the offense. But Van Jefferson, four for 45, five targets. Uh, he had the same amount of targets as Robert Woods, one less than Cooper Cup. So it's interesting. That offense is going to be fun to watch. I think they're going back to a couple years ago when they were enjoyable and not, uh, you know, a shit team. So, and then the Eagles love it. Just love every second of it. Zach Ertz five for 42. Everybody that played Dallas Goddard. I mean, he got eight targets, but didn't do much with it. Four for 30. So, uh, definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. So we can move on from that. Jalen Rager looks good. Oh, another bright side for yep. Philly. Jalen Rager. He looks good. The dynasty drafts. You got Jalen Rager. I think you're going to, you're going to enjoy what you see out of him. Tough matchup for Philly, but man, they do not look good right now. No, they didn't look very good at all. Um, let's move on to the Broncos-Steelers game. Uh, Broncos cover. I think it was at six or six and a half when the line closed. Uh, Big Ben, two touchdowns, 300 passing yards, 41 attempts. He's throwing the ball around. Uh, the unfortunate news out of this game, though, we had Drew Locke go down with what I think was an AC joint sprain, which is exactly what Cortland Sutton just had. And then Cortland Sutton comes back. Looks good. Three for 66 on six targets. And then quote-unquote, Cortland Sutton rips up his knee. I have never seen 
that in like a tweet before it was just like Cortland Sutton rips up his knee out for the season it's like what the hell are we doing guy like but very unfortunate so Cortland Sutton went down as well Drew Locke's going to be down for at least two to four weeks I assume it's going to be a little bit longer just because why are you going to bring them back they're probably going to be 0 six at that point um any any outlook on this Broncos team before we move over to the positives of the Steelers uh no heartbreak for me uh Cortland Sutton's yeah. my favorite so yeah, I know. We literally, your graphic, it says six picks and it has Cortland Sutton on it. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, we get cool artwork this year and now him and McCaffrey go down. Yeah, it's... Uh, artwork. Oh, my so, God. What if? Kamara. Oh, Kamara. man. I was just this about to say. Kamara, we are firing our awesome design yeah. guy who had nothing to do with this, but he picked... Uh, all I asked for was, it's like, I don't care who else you give me in an artwork. I just need one with Sutton. And gosh, damn it. What if this yeah. happens? I don't have any artwork with Saquon, so no. We have some with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, we made a joke. One, the Wind Daily Banner, the original one, is Saquon Barkley oh. on it. Oh, well, this could be on that one. So, oh, his season's still young. <laughs> still very young. Ronnie James Jr. Shout out, shout out, oh, Ronnie James shit. Jr. Um, uh, Austin Eckler. He's a, we made that joke one. That was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, uh, sucks for the Broncos. Not sure we're doing much with this team. I mean, Melvin Gordon, 19 carries, 70 yards. Uh, caught a couple balls and a touchdown. Maybe they lean heavy on him. If you have them, see what happens. Jerry Judy, though, four for 62. Noah Fant, four for 57. Four for 57 with a touchdown. So there's something there. Uh, I still think they have pass catchers. I just don't believe in uh, Cincinnati legend. As everybody says, Jeff Driscoll. I think he's not not quite the place I want to go. Um, in terms of the Pittsburgh team, um, Dante Johnson, stud, targets, dude, twenty three targets in two games. Yep, that's of note. Uh, Chase Claypool had that awesome touchdown for like eighty something yards, eighty four, and then gets two more catches for a total of four yards. Shout out, long touchdowns. Uh, Juju's still looking great, eight targets, seven catches. Uh, they went all around. I mean, how many? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people catching balls for that Steelers team, which is pretty impressive. James Conner, 16, yeah. 16 for 106, but pretty much, I think, 59 of it all came on one run at like the very end of the game when they were just getting ready to kneel the ball. So I'll take it. We love garbage time. I don't know, though. Something to pay attention to. Moving I got so much though. James Conner. So that yes. was my tout all offseason was... Well, pretty much this offense, too, in general. Everybody on the, the cheap price tags. But, yeah, thank you, James Conner. We needed that. Thank you, James Conner. Uh, that's enough of that game. Too much depression for sticks. I don't want to move there too much. No. Uh, let's go to the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Panthers. As you said, let's run on the Panthers. Leonard Fournette, 12 for 103, two touchdowns. Um, wow. I think you called him on live. Man. Yeah, I said you're. I said if Ronald Jones is chalky, I'll go to Leonard Fournette. Ronald Jones wasn't necessarily chalky, but dude, Fournette went nuts. He is the RB one on this team moving forward, and he's going to get passing work to five targets. Like it is a perfect situation for Leonard Fournette. Um, so if you had, if you drafted him super cheap after he got cut, good for you. Um, especially right now, he's going to be like a top ten running back the rest of the way. So that's awesome, Mike Evans. Boom. Mm-hmm. Guy looks healthy. He's ready to go. Loved him this week. DJ Moore, too. I was all about DJ Moore on the other side If when I was playing Mike Evans because I said to every lineup I wanted Mike Evans, I wanted a little bit of DJ Moore on the other side. Uh, McCaffrey, dude, Tampa Bay's run defense is just so good. McCaffrey had such a hard time getting it going, but he gets the touchdowns to salvage your day in fantasy if you have him. But he's going to be out for quite a while, it sounds like, mm-hmm. uh, at least a month. 
don't go get Mike Davis. For the Why love not? of God, don't. Because it's just like Saquon. There is no replacement to Christian McCaffrey. It's not a good system. It's just he's such a talented player, and they force feed him just like Saquon. It's not a running system I want anything to do with. Mike Davis can sit on the waiver wire forever, as far as I'm concerned. I do want to talk a little bit about Robbie Anderson. I feel like we got to start playing him. And Two weeks like, in a row, you're like, I never yeah. had that guy. Um, I'm going to start coming around, I guess. Uh I guess you got to play him. It's kind of what Matt Rule's offense is designed to do. They're throwing a ton. Teddy Bridgewater having a pretty solid start to his season. Everybody thought he just dumps it down and can't do anything as a passer. He's really accurate. Solid player, and uh, it looks like they just really want to use DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel. It's kind of the guy not getting the tick anymore. It's out there for, I think he was like 65% of the snaps or something, so that's good, but Robbie Anderson is just more of a threat and fits better in this offense. Uh, Mike Davis had eight targets, so I did know that. I just, I don't know. No, uh, I'm not doing it. only have one carry. I mean, I know they were down, but that's still a yeah. weird, like a weird number. One carry for oh, one he, he's a solid runner. He's a big dude. Um, he, uh, the Bears kept him around and used him a lot early last year when they wouldn't commit to David Montgomery because coaches just don't commit to a rookie sometimes. But yeah, I'm out on Mike Davis. Looking forward to seeing Chris Godwin back. And yep. um, I didn't expect much out of Brady because you just run all over Carolina. We've seen it two weeks in a row now. That's just what it's going to be all year. So play running backs to Carolina. One, um, just a couple notes from the Tampa Bay side. Ron Kripkowski, one target, zero yards, zero catches. Little alarming for anybody that drafted him. We told him, we told you, like, wait a really long time if you really wanted to. And LaShawn McCoy, five receptions. He had seven targets. Is he James White in this offense? Just to compare it back to the Patriots, I guess. Uh, or is he more of a Shane Riverine? <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why is he getting all these targets? I don't know. I wish I had an answer for that. Damn. I stumped him. Look at that, everybody. I stumped sticks. But either way, uh, we're running against the Panthers a lot this year. So I'm excited yep. to see who the model loves coming up. Uh, a couple more games here, getting to the 4 o'clock games. We have the Washington Football Club going up against the Cardinals. Cardinals cover easy. I want to say it was about seven, seven and a half points. Um, Washington Football Club's defensive line looked pretty good. But my goodness, Kyler Murray is an animal. <laughs> Uh, 26 of 38, 286 and a touchdown. Also had a pick and then eight on eight carries on the ground for 67 yards and two more touchdowns. Um, did you call this game? I think you did, right? Yes. Uh, Kenyon or Calamari was the number one quarterback on the model and boy, did he put up a, he didn't get number one numbers cause Dak scored three touchdowns on the ground and threw for 450. But, um, over time, that's going to balance itself out. Looks like the miles is on absolute fire. Week one, it was Aaron Rodgers. Week two, Kyler Murray. Both guys put up over 30 fantasy points. That is awesome. Uh, and victory lap on Kyler Murray because I said I never reach on quarterbacks, but in round five this year, I will take all the Kyler Murray I can get. I have a ton of them. He is what's salvaging, um, which doesn't make you – know, it hurts Saquon and Sutton both yeah, out yeah, yeah. Kyler in that league, so that'll help. Uh, other victory lap, Antonio Gibson – Smash 3x value. Didn't have anything crazy, but he got that touchdown. That saved the day. Um, and he's solid game. 13 carries. Look at Peyton Barber. One carry. Everybody say, yep. We said, like, everybody's like, pick up Peyton Barber. Like, no, he sucks. Don't do that. Antonio Gibson is going to get a lot of work moving forward, and he's just such a t- – that touchdown he had was awesome. It was just like a 12-yard carry or something like that, maybe eight. I don't really remember. I remember watching it and just – 
I rewound it too, just to see his vision of finding the holes. He's awesome, man. He's a special guy. I'm looking forward to having him. I do have him on that same team without Saquon and Sutton. Mm -hmm. So Antonio, you're getting the call up to my flex position. And then uh, Connor and Miles Sanders are my RB one and two now. So I'm not in a terrible spot, but no, actually that's really not a bad spot at all. It doesn't because I stockpiled running backs in the draft. So I I prep for this, but I didn't prep for Saquon. You didn't prep for the sadness. No one did. Nobody <laughs> did. Nobody did. Um, yeah, Kyler Murray, man. Some of those runs, it was so much fun. His like his his second gear is like most people's fifth gear. Like, I don't know how somebody can move like that. It is absolutely incredible. It was so much fun to watch. So shout out him. DeAndre Hopkins still looks like he's gonna get an insane amount of targets, which is Hey, I mean, I don't have him. I really wanted him, wasn't able to get him. Uh, so he's looking pretty good. Got that touchdown as well. So the dude looks like he's going to have another incredible season. Excited there. Scary Terry. What's Hell up? Yeah. 125 and a touchdown. That was awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, everybody thought like Patrick Peterson doesn't shadow guys. I know. Um, so that's what also is really beneficial about tuning in the live stream. When people have questions like that, they're like, oh, I got to fade this guy or sit him in my season long just because it's a really tough matchup. Tune in and we'll give you the right information. Or, you know, obviously it's it's out on the internet, too. I'm not the only one that knows Patrick Peterson doesn't shadow. So give it to nerds like us that just stare at the shit all week, and we'd be more than happy to help you. That was one awesome thing about the live stream. We had so many questions. It was it was so much fun. So we do it all for them. And yep, I only expect more everybody. and more and more and more of it. Yeah, well, that's awesome. So um, this yeah, Terry's a special player. It's great to see Dwayne Haskins finally giving him some tick. So, you know, last year it just didn't seem like it was this guy. It seemed like he'd go to Steven Sims a lot. But, yeah, I mean, Terry is for sure a wide receiver one, maybe one and a half in, in season long, but he's a stud, man. If you went all running back heavy and you got Terry McLaurin as your wide receiver one because you went so heavy on running backs again, you're in good shape. Not that bad. Dwayne Haskins still looks pretty bad, though, I would say. He yeah, doesn't yeah, look he's good bad. at all. But we'll... we'll We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, very weird game. Uh, kind of pissed off us a little bit, off us off a little bit because we didn't know. It turns out nobody knew. Justin Herbert starts against the Chiefs. Chiefs looks com- Chiefs look completely out of whack that whole game, and I don't know if it had to do with Justin Herbert starting and them just seeing like, who's this bro with the really long hair? Like, what's going on? Which you're not Tyrod Taylor. Um, it was very confusing. The Chiefs looked bad, but obviously the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Uh, I saw a statistic today. In every game, the Chiefs have had a 10-point deficit with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. They are 6-0. and uh, Some weird and wacky statistic like that, uh, which is pretty special. cool. That's a, that's a He's something, man, and he was fun. He, he had a bad game, finishes with uh, 302 yards, a touchdown, and 54 on the ground as well. So there you go. That's a bad Patrick Mahomes game, 27-47. Not very great there, but everything else he did. Clyde didn't do too much. Uh, had a long of 17, but 10 for 38. Not really something we like to see there. Justin Herbert, dude, I don't remember who he chuck sticked, but my goodness. Oh, that was awesome. Hit somebody hard. That was incredible. Shout out Justin Herbert. I think he's going to suck, but he, he looked good. Yeah. He looked good, man. 22, 32, uh, 33, uh, 311, a touchdown. That pick was brutal, especially because he had the first down. He just to take like three more steps. Oh, so fortunate. That's but so dumb. It is what it is. Um, talk to me about this game. Is this, uh, is, I, I assume this is kind of a, uh, an action in some sense for both teams, but I'm confident in the Chiefs moving forward. Chargers didn't look bad, though. They look surprisingly good. Yeah, 44 carries. That's what this team's going to do. They 
apparently are just going to run the hell out of the ball. They're not going to play very up pace. They did. It was a great game plan for containing Kansas City because that's a way to beat them or not beat them because you're not ever going to beat them apparently. But to to keep it close, Josh Kelly, twenty three carries. That's awesome. Uh, one of our highest waiver wire guys we talked about last week. We also talked about drafting him all summer long. Thing I loved about ceh he struggled in the running game but man eight targets that is what you want you want a three down back that's going to be active in the passing game it looks like darrell williams is just gone so that's great they did use a little bit of darwin thompson i'm not sure if williams got hurt but clyde edwards hilaire is just 100 percent rb1 moving forward because if he's not getting it done on the ground he's going to get it done through the air but that was just kind of the one thing that pissed me off is like Every single drive, Kansas City would start off running it. It's like, you don't need to play L.A.'s game. Play your game. You could beat them. Uh, the pass rush for L.A. looked really solid, though. So uh, that team looks mm-hmm. impressive for how bad they should be, in my opinion. Like, I did not expect much from this offense. Um, the defense, obviously, they they gained Chris Harris, so that helps them. And the pass rush was hey. always nasty. But no Derwin James, right? He's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, out for. I mean, they had, they didn't have him last year. They haven't had the dude for like two years now. So I mean, yeah. it's, no Derwin James, whatever. It, it would be nice because he's a freak, but it's unfortunate. I'm um, I'm not going to take a defeat loss. Oh, sorry, real quick. I'm not going to take a defeat loss on Mike Williams because that was my play with Tyrod. Tyrod absolutely mm-hmm. loves this guy. Herbert would not throw the ball outside. I get it. It's kind of like everybody says rookies love tight ends because they don't want to you know move out of the pocket or go to a different read outside if it's not there right away. They're going right to the tight end. And Mike Williams is never going to be open until your second or third read when he's getting downfield. So it makes perfect sense on why Mike Williams didn't smash, but I still feel like if Tyrod was playing, it was the right play, and I had so much Mike Williams. So I would have had an absolute ceiling day if Tyrod didn't get hurt or whatever happened. I think he went to the hospital with like chest yeah. pains or something, so hopefully he's okay. But uh, we did talk about Keenan Allen and his splits against Kansas City. He had a really solid PPR day, didn't get in the box. Hunter Henry, man, eight targets too. So good for Hunter Henry and anybody that has him a season long. It looks like if Herbert's going to get the nod, Hunter Henry is going to be a very, very busy man. Yes, and Austin Eckler had a little bit closer to a game that we're used to. He had 16 carries on the ground, 93 yards. He also had four targets, four catches for 55 yards, and that's kind of what you're expecting out of him on that front. Um, So, yeah, people, people should be a lot happier. But Josh Kelly, man. As you said, 23 carries, 64 yards. He also had two catches for 49 yards as well, uh, three targets. I mean, this is kind of a 50-50 split at this point, right? Because, I mean, it's kind of what it looks like to me. Yeah, they they can't give Austin Eckler 20 carries ever again. It's just, I know he looked really good in this game, but he needs to, he needs some rest. He can't take those hits. I don't think he, I mean, he's built like a brick shit house, but he's still really little. I just, I don't see the the vision of an RB1 for him, but he's just such a good pass catcher. It's good to see them go back to actually using him as a receiver because, yeah, 13.8 yards to catch. That's that's awesome. Um, anybody got any news on uh, Sammy Watkins? And by anybody, it's you're the only one that can answer that right now because I'm very yeah, interested. I'm the only in one that can answer that. Right shares right now. If he's hurt, yeah, he, and they're right away. He was very clearly concussed on that play. Uh, they picked him up for some reason, and he couldn't stand up straight. So then they bring him to the locker room. I don't know. I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything. If he is concussed, if he's in protocol, they usually try and keep that under wraps. I think we'll find out more tomorrow when we have practice. If he's in front of the team, if he has a helmet, all that bullshit, we know kind of how that part, part goes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's unfortunate. I mean, that's it was a vicious hit. It was a nice hit. It just kind of just sucked. It was just unfortunate. Yeah. So. Chargers have uh, oh Chargers have Carolina next week. Oh, 
You're going to be in love with Austin Eckler next week. We'll we'll get there. We'll get to next or week. When we get there. And that that was uh, that's most of the injury news. I think. Thankfully, we got through it. It was a brutal week one, man. It just sucked. I'm not grateful about it at all. Um, couple games left. Ravens going to the Texans. Lamar Jackson, 204, a touchdown. Didn't really do, I mean, 16 carries, 54 yards, so solid on the ground. Uh, but the Gus Bus, man. Gus Bus, 10 carries, 73 yards. I know a lot of it came late. Mark Ingram, 9 for 55. Most of it came on that fourth and one touchdown run. That, man, if that's not just the sign of a defeated team, the Texans just l- allowing that to happen was pretty bad. Sean Watson didn't really look that great. Um, Houston couldn't run the ball. Obviously, Baltimore ran their shit out of the ball, 37 for 230 as a team with a touchdown. This was a weird game. This was just a really weird game. I couldn't really get a feel on it. Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, we talked about how incredible Will Fuller was last week. Um, Will Fuller in the game. Of course he did. Of course. Zeros. Didn't even get a target, it looks like. No, he heard, I think on that carry, he heard his hamstring. He did come back in Uh, late. The game was over. How perfect is that? Um, so yeah, Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb is alive. Say that again. Randall Cobb is alive. <laughs> That's the one thing you wish for, right? You just wish Randall Cobb was alive. Brandon Cooks five for ninety five. Um, so here's the the so we saw the Texans get beat up in the first game of the season, and then that was on national TV. This was the second game of the season. It wasn't like national TV, but it was one of those national late games. Everyone thinks the Texans suck now, and I never really thought the Texans were that good. But considering they played literally the two best teams in their conference, are you giving them any like leeway? Are you giving them any benefit of the doubt, even though they didn't look good in either of these games? It's oh, a very good question. That is the hardest start to a schedule right? ever. <laughs> like has to be like Baltimore this year and Kansas City Chiefs have to be two of the greatest teams that we've seen in the last five to ten years. So that that's a really tough start, but. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're good. I don't, I don't know. know. They're not this bad. They're, who can their, their defense can't stop anybody? They can't stop the run. Run on Houston. So that I mean, JJ Watt looked all right. He looked fresh, but it's a very tough task to cover Lamar Jackson and this offense. So many different ways they could beat you. But I don't know if Houston can't stop the run. They're they're not going to beat average teams. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of look at it. We'll see what happens next week. Maybe they come out as like, I haven't checked the lines yet. Maybe they come out as like a, uh, let's see. I'll pull it up. Let's see on hmm. the spot here if we could get some value on buying low on Houston for that exact thing. Is it the public's going to think they're awful? I don't think they're awful. I just don't think they're good. Yeah. What is their line here? Oh, we got Casey Baltimore next week. Nice. Yeah, that's going to be they're, fun. I they're think at that's Pittsburgh nice. and they're getting three and a half. They opened at five and a half. There you go. They opened at five and a half. Sharp money pounded them. Yeah, I would have taken the five and a half there because that's a matchup that they could definitely, they can come, you know, it's going to be a close game. So there you go. Yeah, it looks like sharper betters already beat us to it uh, because just watch football all Sunday and don't look at it until the Monday night football game when I start prepping for the next week. It's okay. We can't all be perfect, Nick. We can't all be perfect. Um, In this offense, though, just the one, one last question. I mean, yeah, Houston's just a mess. I don't know what the hell we're going to see out of them at all this year. David Johnson didn't really look that good this game. Um, Baltimore rushing. J.K. Dobbins gets two touchdowns last week, gets two carries this week for 48 yards. Uh, Mark Ingram, 9 for 55. Gus Edwards, 10 for 73. 
are we starting to get worried? I know we're only a couple weeks in. We'll see what happens. And we always knew Lamar Jackson was going to take a, a pretty big chunk of the carries anyway. At what point are we worried about playing any of these running backs in, in season long or in DFS considering we don't know who the hell is going to get the most carries that week? Yeah, well, we've already said it the last couple of weeks. I don't think you you want to play running backs in a timeshare. The, this one's the worst because it's just such a good system. Like even Gus, put him in, he goes off. But he was more of the garbage time, like you said. But I don't know, where the hell is Dobbins? I don't get why they're not giving him a run. Obviously, if you got him in season long, you got to hold on to him. He's mm-hmm. a special player and it's a special system. So see what happens. It may be, you know, obviously the the pace that things are going right now, someone's going to get hurt and that will open up the door for somebody. But yeah, I, I would not feel comfortable about starting Ingram. I wouldn't be comfortable about starting J.K. Dobbins. I certainly wouldn't be comfortable about starting Gus Edwards. So, man, it's tough. It that sucks for fancy, but it's obviously it's really good for the Ravens, though. They just have so yeah. many different ways they could beat you. Exactly. Um, but please don't disparage Rutgers legends Gus Edwards like that ever again on my show, Nick. The only Rutgers legend I will appreciate is uh, Will Ty. I had a uh, I oh, called wow. a Will Ty touchdown game a couple of years ago in DFS, and he was like zero percent owned. But okay, I mean, there's a couple cool. guys that actually came out the the Logan the the, the Logan uh, the Ryan brothers uh, Logan yeah 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 the McCourty brothers Logan God damn they're all cornerbacks yeah. that are like the same yeah, year yeah right. yeah the McCourty brothers Logan Ryan I mean, there's a couple guys that came out of there um, and the Sunday night game uh, Patriots thirty Seahawks thirty five the Patriots uh, the Seahawks did looked incredible they looked like the better team and they did everything they could to try and give this game away Cam Newton man thirty of forty four. 397 a touchdown, 11 carries on the ground, 47 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, Russell Wilson was incredible. And is Cam Newton back, dude? Is, I mean, he doesn't look good throwing the ball. That is one thing I will say. He looks awkward and uncomfortable, and it still looks like he doesn't have a shoulder. But God damn it, is Cam Newton back? I think he's back. The fantasy value is there for sure because yeah, the, yeah. it seems like the only thing they do in the red zone is run that, all right, everybody line yeah. up around him just start blocking. The last play of the game, you, you got to watch it if you if you don't remember, um, like the actual still frame. Every single lineman was just on the ground, and he got it's like Cam, and then all of his linemen are face down. It was it was hilarious to see that. Uh, I didn't want the Patriots to win that game. I wanted yeah. Russ to get that one. Russ played so damn well. The five touchdowns, and he does it on twenty eight attempts. Like they just ran such a solid offense. Chris Carson, I love to see him succeed, and he's a pass catching back. We said that week one. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julian Elman though had a career game. I yeah. would have lost a ton of money if, um, if anybody ever said that is Julian Edelman going to be better with Cam than he was with Brady? Maybe obviously the consistency probably is not going to sustain over the season. But man, I would have never thought that Cam Newton would ever give Julian Edelman 180 yards ever. I mean, I think it's uh, that part is extremely, extremely alarming maybe uh, as a non-Patriots fan. I mean, good for Patriots fans. I'm sure they're very happy about it, but 397, man. I mean, so it's always funny. Like we remember Seattle as that team with the great defense. Seattle's defense kind of sucks. They don't really have a pass rush. Um, They have Jamal Adams, who is fun to watch because that dude flies around the entire field. And they're pretty much just saying like, all right, you do everything. And we'll just kind of hope everyone else around you doesn't suck too much. But everyone else around him kind of sucks. They lost Bruce Irving to a torn ACL. It just seems like that was the theme of this week, unfortunately. Um, So they have like barely any pass rush. They still have Jamal Adams. But more importantly, they have Russell Wilson. Absolute maniac. I am curious. Brian Schottenheimer called such an incredible game that on third and one, why did they not just try and run the ball? Like, I don't understand that at all. Like, I understand taking a shot 
But why are you taking that shot on third and know. one? Like that doesn't make sense. You could throw the ball on third and one, but you don't have to throw a forty hair yard ball. Like that doesn't um, even make any sense. Like it was cool, but it was really stupid, and they almost lost the game because of it. I thought Cam Newton was going to score on that play. I was very, very angry, and then he didn't. So thankfully that happened. But I mean, what a weird game. It was an awesome game, but what a weird game. I'm worried, man. I I am worried that actually now Cam Newton is back. And um, shout out to the Bears for trading a fourth round pick for Nick Foles. Shout <laughs> out to um, the who who what were some of the other ridiculous ones that happened? I think Chase Daniel got paid again. I think it's just that time of year we should bring that up that Chase Daniel got paid again. Uh nobody wanted to give this guy a shot. And hey, look, uh he might be back. So a little worrisome. Anything else on this game that you're liking? DK Metcalf burnt Stud. the hell yeah. out of Deshaun, uh, uh out of uh Stefan Gilmore. That was yeah. awesome. Right as they're talking about it, too, on the broadcast, they're like, yeah, Stephon Gilmore, he won the Defensive Player of the Year, and DK Metcalf takes him for 50 of the house. Like, oh, yikes, buddy, yikes. What a perfect place ball, too. That was mm-hmm. pretty. Um, Nikhil Harry, I do want to touch on him. I think this guy is going to be an absolute stud. Um, I played him week one in TFS. I'm getting ready to play him every time I can. I, I think he's he's the touchdown regression is going to come for the positive regression, if you will. Uh, or progression mm-hmm. is probably the better word. Touchdown progression. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's awesome. Demir Bird, too. Nine targets there. I, I think it was more of the game script there of why yeah. he got so involved. But Nikhil Harry and Edelman, I guess Cam Newton can, can make some throws. Uh, he Yeah, it does not look pretty. It kind of looks like a more athletic Phil Rivers with that elbow like yeah. down at his head. It's uh-huh. just a shot. But that ball he put to Edelman at that last drive was amazing. That was a big time throw. So Cam's definitely got some some game in him. That's for sure. It's not all running because that was a really big play. That ball had to be right there, and he it was a great throw. Almost won him the game. Mm-hmm. Edelman couldn't catch it, which was pretty awesome. But another great week of fantasy. Uh, don't pick up Mike Davis. Number one waiver claim, Darrell Henderson. And again, please send in your hate mail. After telling Sticks to, uh, after Sticks told you to drop them, please send your hate mail. I think we had more victory laps than defeat laps today, so I think we can cheers to that at the end. Hopefully, everyone made a lot of money. Sticks, where can everyone find you on the internet? At Sticks Picks, S T I X P I C K S, and I look forward to seeing you all on the live stream and predicting what running back scores three touchdowns this week because I guess that's what yeah. we do. And knock yeah. on wood for Alvin Kamara because we got something bad trending with our artwork right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not great. It's not great. Uh, you can find me at Michael Rizzo One. Make sure to follow us at Win Daily Sports if you want to come hang out in the expert chat and ask Nick questions about your DFS lineups, about your season long lineups, about any of your NFL bets. We won a lot of money on props. A couple, uh, the, the Tyrod Taylor thing really dicked us yeah, over because we yeah. had, yeah, that's unfortunate, but everything else looked really good. So I'm grateful for that. I made some money, uh, mostly that Aaron Jones uh, plus 420 yeah. on two touchdowns. I got to go get plays for tonight too. So don't oh. let me up the hook here. No, my bad. Um, but anyway, make sure to follow us, Windaily Sports, windailysports.com backslash chat, seven days free to that expert chat where you can talk to Nick, you could talk to Ghost, you can ask me questions, you can ask Jason questions. C has been crushing it too. So we appreciate everyone there. But thank you all for an incredible week two of the NFL. Let's hope this Monday night game is great. And we look forward to seeing you on Wednesday for the betting show on Saturday morning, most likely for the preview and then Sunday for the live stream. We appreciate the hell out of all of you. Hope you make it a very profitable week three in the NFL. (laughs) 